You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. Uh, This episode is brought to you by Squarespace.com, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website. You can have a portfolio, an online store for a free trial and 10% off. Visit Squarespace.com and enter the offer code NOTHING at checkout. A better web starts with your website. We know nothing. Welcome to We Know Nothing. I'm Nikki Glazer. I'm Phil Hanley. Hey. And we are joined today by our producer, John. Hey How guys. do you say your last name? Fatigate. Fatigate. Yeah, yeah. That right. is a terrible <laughs> last name. <laughs> Fatigate. Well, it's good in this sense. Wow. That, like, if your name is Fatigate, you're related to me. But it's a made up, it's an Ellis Island name. That's not a good thing. Who cares? I mean, yeah. <laughs> actually, yeah, I guess it actually kind of has hurt me because I get like hit up on Facebook all the time by like cousins I've never met who want me to donate money to like their marathon or something. Oh, that sounds uh, terrible. Yeah, God. It happens all the time. enough to change your name. Yeah. I got asked to donate to a guy I used to like just have casual sex with. Like mm-hmm. it was a guy who I would just get wasted to the point of wasted, go to his apartment, we'd have sex, then I'd leave in the morning while I was still wasted. Like we never saw each other sober. And years later, he asked me to donate to his like Age 100 run. mile bike thing. And I gave him 100 bucks. Wow. Wow. That's like, a big donation. It's a huge donation. I don't, I, I, my, Sarah Schaefer convinced me to do it. Everyone was like, you, you need to do it. I was Why? like, I don't know. Why would you need to? I don't know. He just kept, he kept emailing me about it. Like, did you get my email? I was like, Dude, like it was just so weird. Oh, they're to persistent me. when they run a marathon. Ugh, they are. But it like goes to some cause or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so don't... I guess I have a pretty shitty name. I mean, I never. Well, <laughs> fatty, were you It's so close to fagitate. I got fat and gay. Uh-huh. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean, that was just like I, I mean, that was that. so obvious, you know. Oh, yeah. I don't. I thought. I think that's faggoty. Uh huh. Oh um, god. Well, I don't really. I mean, it, I don't. It doesn't really bother me. I no, mean, it's. I, I actually like your. I do like your last name. I was only able to say that because I actually don't hate it. But I, it's so. It's. it's I hard feel to bad pronounce. for the girl that has to marry me. You know. Yeah. yeah. For a lot of reasons. I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not just the last name. <laughs> she well, doesn't have to take your name. I know. Yeah. I would never for your shit. She's got to put up with your shit. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you would never rape name rape her. <laughs> oh, never. You would never force rape. it. Is that a thing? <laughs> The no. girl I'm dating now is like the prettiest last name too. What so is I'm it? Like, she should, must be like like freaking like out in her mind. Hawn? I shouldn't say it on the podcast. Yeah, oh that's, yeah, you shouldn't say. Point. But it's a beautiful last name. It's a beautiful last name. Is it like the name Brooke? It, I, Brooke is a beautiful first name. That's a nice name. But yeah. like a Miller, Miller's always a good name. Yeah, Miller's good. I you went have on a good a, last name. I, I went on a I date know. last year with a girl named. Oh, I, oh no, I guess I shouldn't say it. But yeah. anyways, there's certain names that aren't. But uh, Fatigetti, I is that right? Actually, that's closer to the original because it used to be Fatigati. Yeah, with yeah. an I in the end. Exactly. Like grandfather came through Ellis Island. They you fucked up the paper. I noticed that when I was like done. Yeah. Fatigetti. That's heavy. I'm just kidding you, John. You seem hurt. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm really not. Okay, guys. I've been dealing with this care. my whole life. Yeah. I, I like really it. I, I just accepted it. I like it. I do like it's the a nice name ring. John with no H. I don't. Yeah. No one needs that H. What's it doing? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's Yeah. Well, it's Jonathan. Uh huh. Oh, yeah. I go by John. 
And then, yeah, Jonathan is spelled with J-O-N, right? Yeah. yeah. Where is this H coming from with other Johns? Uh, it must be a biblical thing, I guess. I, I don't, don't like it. Yeah. I also don't like um, <laughs> uh, Michael. The way Michael is spelled is bothersome. It's confusing. A and the E and the before the C, except in words that n- say nay, like it's a neighbor the only place way. you see that is that name. Phil is tuning out because we're talking about spelling. No, I was. Uh, <laughs> no, I, it was kind of insensitive. Uh, but uh, no, I feel. Yeah, no, yeah. Michael is. Uh, yeah, it's a son of a gun. I have a question gun. for you, Phil. Please. I almost sent you an article to read before the podcast today, mm-hmm. and then I didn't because I was like, I don't want to stress him out with having to read something. What What's the protocol on that for no, you, being for, a dyslexic? Person? Oh no, if it was for work, like or not, not that this is like. But work, it was like work. an hour ago. I was like, maybe I'll make him like just tell oh, him to. Re- it's a quick read for me, but oh, I don't right. know how what your pace uh, is. Yeah, no, I, I I totally could read it, but it, I would set aside time. Like right. if you sent it to me yesterday, I'd yes. be like, no, I'd be like, okay, I'll get up, I'll do this, I'll do that, I'll read that article. And I'll go to yeah, the thing. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't just be like, oh, okay. Like okay. it would take time. Yeah. But I told, no, but that would be great. I mean, you've sent me things in the past that I've read. Right, right. I just, um, I was like on the train coming here and you, I was like, maybe you can read it on the train. And then I go, you know what? I'm not going to stress him out with that because I know that he would feel obligated to. I would and feel then obligated. you would stress out because you can't read. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you can read. <laughs> I'm just, that no, was No, I joke. can, but it, yeah, it's just, it, it, it would take a little bit more effort. I can't imagine. People need to know more about dyslexia. I feel like it's not talked about enough. Mm. Or misunderstood, too. Yeah, it is misunderstood because people think it's just the words backwards. People look at dyslexia like you look at words. Exactly. They don't get it. (laughs) They don't get it. It's all backwards. People, yeah, people just think it's backwards. Yeah, that's not it. I mean, dyslexia is like a huge scope. I have it worse than a lot of people because yeah. a lot of people are like, yeah, I have it. And then in like the next like, conversation, they're like, yeah, well, I went to, you know, I took, I'm in law school and I'm like, this, you, this, those things have never occurred. Like rarely could you go to law school and like, there's so much read, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, for me, it's just like, I can't identify a symbol with a sound. So a letter with a sound. So oh. if you see a word you've never seen before, you just, you, those letters just automatically come together and you figure like a street sign you'd be like oh that's like you know okay that makes sense to yeah. me it but just it, takes more time for you to make that connection y- or no i just if it's a word i've never seen before i just can't read it just like, flat out cannot read no, it no no so i no, no but if it's a word like say if it was like a street if it's bushwick i know the word wick and i've read the you know i know the word bush so i'd be able to do that but you only recognize them because you've seen the word yeah, before and them. you memorize the yeah. look of the word yeah oh. yeah holy shit yeah so that is you're brilliant <laughs> to be able to do that no, but so like if i was in like when i was like traveling like if i was in like uh, i was in italy and i would like we try to like those because i've never seen any of those words so you just have to like yeah you just kind of like remember kind of what the word looks like but you have no concept so it takes so, a greater memory i feel to do that absolutely i think you have to be kind of a, a smarter person to be able to cope in the world with that so hit like his last name oh god there's no if for, i would start i'd be like f a and then i would just start but you wouldn't be able to around s- like if you just looked at his last name if you just saw it in an email john yeah. fatigate right yeah. well uh would you then go i I don't even know how to pronounce like that wouldn't you wouldn't even be able to pronounce oh, it. Oh, I at wouldn't all. even try. I couldn't even know. Like I wouldn't like, even Like would you know it was fuh? I would know 
F- uh, well, I'd rec- because the first letters are F A T, right? So yes, fat. you know fat. Yeah, so I would know that, and then I would just. But then the- it's gates with an I in the middle. I. Uh, you, I mean, yeah, you get but it. then the vowels start changing how different okay, words. You know okay. what I mean? So I would, I would get fat. So you would just wait for someone to say it, and then yeah. you go, "Okay, I'm gonna remember yeah. that." So if I'm emceeing a show, it's the worst because it'll be someone I've known for like four years, five years, someone I really like. Why can't you just say I'm dyslexic? Can you say your last name? I do, I do say that, but it's, it's like people get insult. Like people are, they would just be like, oh, I thought we were buddies and you don't know my last name. Like it's just, right. it's tough. Because, and anyone else would just look and be able to read it and you'd know it right away, but I don't, I have to like memorize what it sounds well, like. Well, that was really helpful for me. I didn't know that that's like how it went. That yeah. seems really hard. You're like Helen Keller. Um, very similar. Because <laughs> to, to me, it's just like learning or, or Chinese. Like you're just like yeah. memorizing symbols. Yeah. You're like a Chinese Helen Keller. I'm like a ch- well, yeah. I mean, I get that a lot, but yeah, I yeah, I guess I am. It's it is. It's a pain in the ass, really. Yeah. People like to sum up disorders, I think, like in a nice, neat, like way that they like. Like yes. I've heard a million people say that they that you just see things backwards. Yeah, when you're dyslexic and yeah. yeah. I mean, you know? maybe so some people, easy for people do. Yeah. I don't. I don't really think like I've never come across that. I don't think some people see letters. Uh, like words that are like kind of like jumbled or whatever. Yeah. But just to see something completely, it doesn't even make sense because you they would make a mechanism where you put a book in a mirror and you would be fine. Like yeah. Th- this th- I don't think any I don't know if anyone has that. And there's so varied. There's like super like there's tons of like varied degrees. So when you were a kid and like a teacher was like sound out that word like you can't. No, sound it would it just out. be like no. It, they were such dicks because they would be like uh no they yeah they would say like sound out that word and it would just be like no it would be like saying to a kid who's in a wheelchair like oh just we'll just 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 climb up the stairs and they'd be like yeah no i can't like i can't so they i remember with grade one they was three uh and stop me if i've told this on the podcast Mm -hmm. before there were three rooting reading groups right and then and there was a b c and the way it worked was like a got new words every week and then b got a's words from the week before and then c got b and then my desk was facing the wall off everywhere there was three rows in the classroom my desk was like facing the wall cuz i didn't know any of the words so they're like well you can't be in any of the groups and you can't even like face the class cuz you couldn't know the words that's terrible yeah it's, it's the worst and they would try to fail me like every single year and then my mom would go in and be like you can't fail him you know he's smart he just can't you know and then they would they would send me they'd give me like you know read this story and answer these questions and i would be like you can't read a i couldn't read the story so i would get all the answers wrong god and then they would read it then my mom would take me to like you know some outside the school and they would read me the story and then ask me to the questions and my comprehension was like a hundred percent yeah and then they would go back to the school to these like like old teachers were just like, yeah, this is going to be a pain in the ass. And they wouldn't, they just didn't change anything or wouldn't do God. anything. Yeah. Well, you turned out great. Well, thanks. Nikki. Yeah. They, like, cause sometimes it affects people. So like, it's so shitty. I feel bad for little kids. So I think because, uh, my parents were so supportive and my sister and stuff like that, that I, I was able to like, I was always like socially on the schoolyard. I was just like a normal kid mm-hmm. in class. It sucked or whatever, but I was confident enough to be able to just be like, you know, whatever. Because your parents didn't like stigmatize it. Like you are special. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You have, a, you have a weird thing about you that. It, yeah. And they, they taught. Different. Yeah. And they weren't, they taught me, oh, that lady, your teacher, like they kind of not in a way that would have me rebel, but they made it clear like, 
oh, you're being mistreated. Like that woman is not doing a good job. She's not a good teacher. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, this is, you have to go there every day. But so I, I was, um, yeah, it didn't, it didn't affect me socially. But I was talking to someone yesterday who was saying their brother, their younger brother was dyslexic and, uh, and, and it had affected him like socially and stuff like that. I would imagine that it yeah. would. Yeah. Well, it has affected you socially. You haven't been able to tell your friend, like when you emcee a show, mm. you're not absolutely comfortable telling your friends, how do you say your last name? <laughs> yeah, well, I do do that. It just sucks. Yeah. I do do it though. I have to do it. But Or normally, like if we were on the show together and I was emceeing, I'd be like, Nikki, what's that dude's name? And you'd be like, right, okay. You have like, a, yeah, yeah. Got yeah, my it. last names affected me more socially than your dyslexia, <laughs> I think. <laughs> That's, yeah, your last name has been a social disorder for you. Um, it's called F- Fatigate Syndrome, yeah. what, you, what you've dealt with when your last name has... Uh, were you, what were you like in, in school, John? Well, um, I mean, I grew up like the only white guy on my block um, for, for a long time. Yeah, yeah, in Mount Vernon, New York, and then... Um, when I was like 12, we moved to Yonkers, New York, and I was I was like the white kid in school, but my block was um, was more like Italian kids and stuff. Uh-huh. And um, all the all the Italian kids all black went to Catholic Italian? school. <laughs> um, yes, <Sicilians. laughs> I was picturing black kids, and then you said Italian, so I'm making them black. So. I've like grown up in a bunch of different environments my whole life. Are you Italian? Yeah. Oh, cool. And then we eventually, when I was like 16, I was like a real shithead, and we moved to Connecticut, and then I was like. Just nothing but white people, mm-hmm. and then I moved to the city. Were yeah. you a? Sh- you, what do you mean you were a shithead? I got in a lot of trouble when I was like a kid. Really? Like, like yeah. with the cops? Um, I used to get in fights a lot. Really? really? Yeah, I used to get in a lot of fights. God, that's so funny because uh, I mean, our listeners don't know you, but and I don't really know you outside of this, but you are a very gentle soul. Oh, thank very you. Very nice guy. Well, it was always like um, I grew up uh, in a family of cops. And really? I didn't see that coming. All cops in Your New York. Your dad's a police? Yeah, he's a detective. Really? Yeah. Holy wow. shit, that's cool. Is he retired now? He's retired now, yeah. Is he, have, is he allowed to tell like great stories? Oh, he's got great stories. But like they were just always kind of the kind of the sort of guys where it was like if you see something, like step Say in. Something. Always. Like always. Oh, right. So whenever like, and we grew up in a pretty tough neighborhood, so whenever like something bad happened, I would see my dad like beat somebody up. Jesus. You know? Or really? Like my uncles. Yeah, because he was like... He was one of eight, and it was a bunch of like tough, like Italian dudes who were all cops. So, if you see someone getting bullied or someone, some- there were so many insane times. Like, I mean, like this one time, insane. my mother just comes in the house and she's crying, and I guess a couple of guys went up to her and like said, you know, I would fuck that blah blah. I said some nasty shit to her. My father jumps up, sprints off the couch. I'm running behind him. <gasps> I see these three guys walking down the street. And my father just tackles him and beat the shit out of all three of them at <gasps> once. What was he? So like he gets up off the. Is he wearing like socks? He was just like in just like in shorts and that's it. Uh, she gave me some backstory. My father was like a division one heavyweight wrestler. He's like this insanely gifted wrestler. Uh huh. And he was also just like. When he was a kid, like my great grandfather was like mentally insane, but he was like this huge man. And my grandfather used to send my father downstairs to like restrain him when he got out of control. So he was just like, oh, he was just always like had to grow up like very physical. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then he so. became this great wrestler, then became a cop, and it just was in his head to like always have to be like the the enforcer. You okay. Know? He was kind of like the Russell Crowe character in LA Confidential, if you guys ever saw that I movie. I haven't seen it. But he was like the enforcer ago. dude, like that they brought in to like, I mean, it was, I hate even saying it, but like it was kind of a different time. Like you, you could like, 
I don't know. Interrogation rooms are probably really bad places. That's all I can say. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, was it? Like, it was... So, uh... I'm kind of all over the place in the story. But no, yeah. I like this. What's he like now? He's retired. He's really, like... Is he, like, chilled out? He still gets in fights. Really? We were at Jones Beach in Long Island a year ago, and some guy started ch- talking shit to him in the parking lot. My dad beat him up. I had to pull my dad off. Him, off Has him. your dad ever gotten beaten up? Have I've never just... seen it. Wow. What, what I'm sure he, he has. What did he? What do you mean he started talking shit to him? Well, my dad got his beach chair out of his pickup truck and started walking, and I guess it kind of touched this guy's Nissan, and the guy was like, um, just started talking shit, and he was like, and was he big? He was like my size, uh-huh. pretty good size guy. Yeah. And wouldn't stop. And then... And was your dad like just relaxed? My, yeah, my dad was like... Holy and the guy shit. was like, I know Taekwondo. I'm going to fuck you up. And that's the key to like setting my father off is saying you're like a master at some Asian martial art. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, he like thinks hilarious. they're all bullshit. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so funny. And he wouldn't stop. And then my father <laughs> just uh, it just went at him. Wow. Like punched him in the face? He punched him. He got him against the car. He slammed against the car. I'm jumping on my father's back. I'm pulling him off. And then what's your dad? And then when it's done, is your dad just like the guy had it coming? Or? Oh, no. He was just, he laughs about it. Oh, he so goes, he just I better comes- to come back and this guy will be waiting for us in his gi. <laughs> I guess it's some kind of a... Like, yeah, it's like a, the little robes they wear. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, that... Re- wow. So, but was he... was He's it very like, like Tony Soprano-ish, my father. Was there a vibe like when you were a kid? Like, was your mom like, oh, wait, till your dad comes home? And you're like, oh, shit. Like, were you like, it? was he oh, really so, intimidating? I was so afraid of him. Oh, okay. But like, I loved him so much and I looked up to him, but I was so afraid of him. Like, if he's, if my mother was like, I'll tell your father, like, whatever, I was like, that's it, done. I will not do any more of that. So, and what is your dad, like, detective, sounds like a total badass. Yeah. What does he think of you doing comedy podcasts? Oh, he loves this shit. Oh, does he? He comes oh, in all the time. He comes in, yeah, really? and hangs out sometimes. Oh, yeah, oh, he's I would super love... most supportive guy in the world. Really? Oh, that's yeah. great. I yeah. would love to. I would love to meet your dad. Did yeah. he? Did he get... uh, punish you physically? Um, he would never like like beat me or like you know, but like you know, like a quick little jab to the head maybe, or like a right. lot of it was like he'd grab me by the back of my neck scruff, and yeah. put his face right up to mine and just like really put me in my place and then I would immediately, you know. Right. But I pretty much behaved like no matter what around him. I did whatever he said. Yeah. He like ruled by intimidation. He didn't have to ever get physical. Right. And he would never like be like that anyways, but. Yeah, but it wasn't even, a, it didn't come up. In uh, a way, it was a really good thing, I feel. And you're close with it. It sounds like you. We're very close, yeah. Well, now we're like friends, you know. Wow. Wow. But still, there's still like these boundaries that we she just won't cross with me, you know, like like it like that's like for instance, like talking about like smoking weed or something like that. Like he just won't go there with me, uh-huh. even though I know he does, you know. Oh, you know oh, he does. Really? Yeah, but like we just can't. It's still like he respects that hey, father and son you know, relationship to cool. such that a degree. Is, that's so important. I think that uh, I was. In, my parents and I talk openly about pot when I s- used to be a stoner like I and I was living at home like I would smoke pot in front of them all the time and really? they would smoke pot with me sometimes and you know it was just this oh and then I started going to therapy and I quit smoking pot and now they still try to talk about it with me and I've my dad actually said to me he was like hey check out this like so, and I well, last time I was home and I go dad um this is inappropriate. I'm your daughter and we're not, we don't have this kind of relationship anymore. Like you wow. can't. And he was like, really? 
dumbfounded by it, but because I was the one being like the parent kind of, but yeah. it is, it's inappropriate. You, you, there should be that boundary, no matter how good of friends you are with your parents, you shouldn't be best friends with your mom or dad. Totally I think that's correct. always weird. Yeah. So I think that that's important. Just, you know what he does. You don't need to share it. That's yeah. just, it's too far. Yeah. Cause you don't need, like, I mean, you need friends obviously, but you don't need another friend. You need someone. You need a parent. On, yeah. Even when you're an adult, you need, you don't need a parent, but like your parent shouldn't be your friend. Oh it's yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, those yeah, lines can't needs, blur. Yeah. I agree with you. There should be that separation. I remember when I was like in high school, I had a friend and you'd go over his house and like the parents were just passing around joints with yes. like the, the, the one of the kids was in middle school. He's smoking what? with them and stuff. And yeah. I was like, well, this didn't happen until my twenties, which is still, it's still like crazy that my parents would be okay with that. But it's, it's uh yeah, it wasn't in like high school and stuff, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's okay. And what, what about like girls and stuff? Do you guys talk about that? No, not. Re- I mean, my father's like not interested. I mean, the the birds and the bees talk with my dad was like, Ooh. your mother thinks I should talk to you about you know sex. <laughs> Do you have any questions for me? And I was like, no. And he was Ugh. like, good. And then he walked out of the room. That was it. At least he tried. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I don't know if I had a birds and the bees. I mean, I knew no. what was going down, but I think I uh, I think I learned that from uh, I don't know. Like friends. Did you really know though? Like, did you have all the info, or did you? Because I feel like I, you know, you get it from your friends and your peers, but like, it's all kind of fucked yeah, up. Yeah, you know? so uh, wrong. yeah, wrong. yeah. I think so I wrong. did. A fair, <laughs> I think I kind of figured a fair amount of it out just myself or whatever. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Did you have? I had a friend that had sex so young, uh, and he kind of just told everybody. Yeah, I'm sure, and I'm sure that's exactly what sex is like. Whatever he experienced. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, but how did he describe it though? Uh, I don't remember exactly. Like, I honestly don't remember. Like, I remember um, how I mean, young? health class. Oh, he must have been getting laid when he was like eleven or twelve. Jesus. Probably twelve, maybe. Like he was young. That's insane. Yeah, but um, I uh, yeah no, what well, you learn in like health class, right? Yeah, but even that is like... That's terrible. It's so bad. I saw porn before I ever had sex, so that kind of like skewed the way I thought of like, you know... Oh, like, yeah. Oh, I'm sure I, I guess everybody does, right? Yeah, I'm sure. Sex. You, yeah, it scared me. I was like, now? I don't want that to happen to me. I, I'm like horrified. And I, I feel when I say this, and I've said this in other conversations, but I feel like I'm like a 75-year-old man when I say this, but I'm like, could you imagine now what kids see before oh. they... It's crazy yeah would they be like they it's you know like they porn to sex is in a way it's like wrestling to fighting like they're like actors it's wrestling to walking down the street like it's that different like yeah like it's yeah it's, it really is like it's, thinking about like the first time you had sex or even like the hundredth time like nothing like the kind of mildest porn really sorry my my eyes are watering because i have lotion in them but like porn, when I first saw it, I was just like, it's. Sca- I think it it scared me away from sex for way longer than I would have initially. I would have had sex earlier if I hadn't seen porn. Oh really? Because okay. I was like, I just don't. I can't do that. I physically can't. That's yeah. so gross to me. Uh-huh. I think I just saw some really fucked up stuff. I think I saw the stuff that you're talking about, like kids see now. That they're just like, I mean, it would load very a lot slower. Oh, you saw it on the computer? Oh yeah. Okay. 
What? Because I mean, I I mean, I'm 31, so I mean, I'm 30, I was doing yeah. yeah, I was doing the VHS tapes that like my friend's big brother left behind, basically, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. So that's it was like you know women with like blowout haircuts and stuff and like way too much makeup and ridiculous sets. But yeah, I mean, seeing porn before you have sex. I mean, I guess every kid does though. So, every kid does. But it's got to have such an effect on you. But maybe they recognize that um, it's not like when you like, for example, again, wrestling, you see that when you're a kid, you know that you can't jump off something really high and land on your friend and everything will be cool. Like maybe they just innately know like, OK, well, you can't. OK, uh, this episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the all in one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website portfolio. What's a portfolio? Let's it's be honest. For, You're making a website for, for photographers. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. But it's like a website of your photos yeah. and an online store uh, for a free trial and 10% off. Visit squarespace.com and enter offer code. Uh, Nothing. What is our offer code? Nothing. 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 No thing. So that's a that's a free trial and 10% off. Have you been to Squarespace before? Hell yeah, I used it to Did you really? design a website. Not my current one, but one before that was, it was awesome. Yeah, it's crazy, right? It's so good. It's easy. Have you used it? Uh, I'm in the process of doing something. I keep putting it off because I got other things going on, but uh, I went to a bunch of the kind of template ones. They look so good. These ones, it, yeah, they look, they look. Uh, I mean, it looks like uh, you wouldn't know that people made their own website. Whereas you every, saw websites all the other ones, this. it looks like you made your own website. Exactly. And uh, it's just, it's really simple. I'm a, I'm such an idiot on the computer and it was really simple for me to use. Uh, and it looks cool. There's drag and drop content, which whenever anyone says that on an ad, I always think it's drag and drop, like yeah. dragon shit. Uh -huh. But drag <laughs> and drop content and 24-7 uh, support uh, through live chat and email. So you people will help you out. Um, plans start at $8 a month. That's so cheap. Pittance. And yeah, and includes a free domain name if you sign up for a year. Oh, yep. my God. So you don't even have to. Eight bucks a month. That's Netflix. Yeah. Which we're not uh -huh. doing an ad for, but no, we're that's not. Netflix money. Yeah. You have your own website. Yeah. Um, it so just looks good. They look super stylish. You guys should do it. It's squarespace.com. Enter the code nothing for your 10% off and a free um, trial. So uh, do it and uh, let us know how it goes. I, I had a realization in, like when I started getting in relationships that like, the relationships I see on TV are not like guys don't act like that in real life. Oh, oh, like, that's interesting. that was like a huge thing for me was like guys just r really aren't. They're not like these hopeless romantics. Like they're not all Tom Hanks uh, and Meg Ryan <laughs> and yeah. Phil Hanley's. Yeah. yeah, they're not all like that. Most of them aren't, and it that was like really like a, a hard realization. To, like I, I don't I don't think I ever put it together, but I think that in my mind like. Just be honest with your feelings to a guy and like he'll give it back to you. And it just wasn't that way yeah. or sleep with them and they'll like you like all that stuff. I think that um, it's just it's just as bad as porn for like girls. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, because guys wouldn't that wouldn't even have registered with me. But uh, that sleep with them brings me to a topic I wanted to ask you guys. Yeah. Do you think because sometimes I remember uh, once hearing or reading or whatever that uh, Dustin Hoffman's been married for his wife for however long. And I remember once reading or hearing that they met, it was like a, they, they had sex like the first night they uh -huh. were together and now they've been together for like 30 years or whatever. I don't, I don't know the exact uh, how long they've been together. 
But do you think sleeping with someone the first night affects a whole relationship or do you think you just... I think some people it can. I mean, if if you end up in a relationship, then it's fine. But I think that it can be detrimental to getting in a relationship. I think a lot of relationships don't happen because you sleep with someone too soon. Um, yeah, I would agree with but that. But I think that if you end up in a relationship anyway, then it would have been the same. I guess because I've had, I've had like numerous relationships with start we like hook up have sex the first night and then all of a sudden that's where it begins whatever i don't know though i mean i I know i have friends that have great relationships and that's exactly how it started like one random night and then i do too yeah you know i i try i'd tried to wait like for the last couple guys i've dated like wait until it was a sure thing like oh they're not gonna go anywhere and it didn't really work. It doesn't guarantee anything. It's if I like a girl, I like have no choice but to, like I I'm way too nervous to just sleep with them right away. If I like really really like a girl, right. even if you're drunk, I mean I'm just a nervous rack around a girl I like really really like at first. Really, even yeah. after a couple of beverages? Yeah, I just am. So like any girl that I've ever dated that like I'm really really into, like it took me a little while to end up like ha- like having sex with them. Like I have to like go through a little like bit of a process with them. But okay. when you wait, it becomes there's a lot more weight on it. Like yeah. when you're like and that, putting yeah, exactly. and then that is It can be weird the first time. Yeah, it can be weird cuz there's so much it, you feel like there's so much riding on it cuz you already have feelings for each other and you're like we can't fuck this up. Whereas if you just get it over with then you mm-hmm. can it, it can be you can excuse it being bad or whatever, and especially if you're sober for the first time and you've waited. Yeah, I then don't. It's just like a Counting Crows song is playing while you're doing <laughs> it. Like it's just so <laughs> um, just too much. That that to me because I don't drink a lot. But if I was to go on a date, and certainly if I was on a date where I'm like, okay, this might end in sex for yeah. the first time, I would have a couple drinks. I have in the past because it just makes you more comfortable or whatever. Hell but, yeah. Nick, but Nikki, if you don't drink, and I tweeted about that once, I was like, how do people, sober people, have sex with people they don't know? Like, how do you know? Like, I couldn't imagine hooking up. And I don't drink on the road. And I like your motivation to like, you know what I mean? People are going out after the show and like, oh, come have a drink, yeah. or whatever. And if you're no, if you're like, well, now I got you know shows tomorrow night. I'm not going to drink or whatever. You like if you don't drink you're so less if likely to make a bad decision or uh if i would have never drank i would have probably been a virgin until i was like 27 probably like it would have kept going because that was the only reason that i was able to kiss a guy or be intimate with a guy because i was so scared of intimacy yeah. and that's like the hardest thing about being sober with someone yeah especially new is that you're doing the most intimate thing and you have to be totally in it like i at this point like to have sex with someone for the first time i kind of just have to get so i have to be so horny that i'm drunk with it like you feel so like like you kind of have to disassociate i kind of just like pretend to be drunk not even pretend but like just get in that headspace where you you are not you can't if you're too present it's too much it's too it's really hard. I mean, now I can be very present when I'm sober because I've been with a guy for like over a year now. But the, when it first started, I had to get like, how would you act if you were drunk? Just like pretend like you're a porn star right now or something. Like act like, oh, act really? as if. Okay. Yeah. Because it's just so hard. I thought I'd never have sex again. Yeah. When I quit drinking. I've fooled around with people like if you're like saying like a hotel room or whatever and, you're, and if you're sober 
it's just everything it just seems so quiet and then like so the sheets seem super loud and like yeah it's just uh you're just two naked people yeah rubbing together yeah when you're sober it's yeah. like it's very literal uh-huh it sex becomes like you're like i'm like for a girl i'm like there's someone inside me right now it just becomes very like scientific and yeah. i prefer it you, I prefer to be sober for sex. I mean, yeah, I do down. I too. mean, now, but I, like, but still, even like, uh, drink. I don't know. I like to have maybe like two drinks at most, and then after that, it starts to just kind of get sloppy. I like to be really. I actually like to get high and have sex. Wow, that is like the that's going the other way. That's like yeah, making it super. When I I hate being high for sex. Really? Why do you like it? Because I get like. I, I get very focused. Okay. I get super, super focused on what's going on. And um, it depends on what kind of pot I smoke too. I don't smoke a lot of pot, I should say either. Like yeah. maybe once a week at most. But it's a very, and this comic, Mike Cannon, uh, who's a friend of mine, actually helped me identify the exact kind of weed that I should be smoking. And um, it's not sativa, it's like a not the opposite. Indica. Way. That's it, yeah. And for some reason, when I smoke that stuff and have, and like my girl, my, my new girlfriend will like smoke together and then have sex. And it's like incredible. Wow. It's incredible. I've yeah. done that. We're both so focused on each other. It's awesome. Whoa. I know. That sounds cool. Yeah. It's really cool. It's really chill. And um, do you yeah. put tunes on? Yeah, definitely. Zeppelin? Uh, the band. Oh, <laughs> heavy, man. <laughs> I love the, the band. band. I love the band. That band, that's a nice choice, man. Yeah, yeah. What, like, you put on, like, Last Waltz? The that la was actually her choice last time. Oh, that's just the last time we did this. Oh, okay. We listened to the band. What uh, what album? Uh, I don't remember which album it was. I'm sorry. But okay. I'll, after the show, we'll go. We'll, All right. we'll go through my Spotify history. Cool, man. Yeah. So, like, do you do that? You save that for, like, special occasions? Yeah, sometimes, like, like on a Sunday night or something like right, that. Let's be like, like, let's just get, let's get dinner. Day. Let's get... <laughs> Let's yeah. get high and we'll we'll have sex. <laughs> <laughs> do you plan like sex? Plan. Do you like when you're you're in a relationship? Do you like are you like let's have sex tonight or is it more spontaneous? Like how often is it spontaneous? How often is it planned? Well, she and I are at the point right now where we're pretty much having sex every time we hang out. Yeah, like er actually we are every time. Sometimes twice. We'll right. Have sex. Um, immediately or like if you say you go over to her apartment, does it happen right away? Um, you no, usually not right away, but like we, we have a lot of like spontaneous like sex where we're both just like we can't keep our hands off each other, we have to go. Right. Like we can be in the middle of cooking dinner and be like, we have to go have sex. Yeah, right yeah, now. yeah. Oh, that's heavy. I like it's that. It's great. I love yeah, this girl I'm having the best sex I've ever had in my life right now. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm really into her. I'm really into her. Wow. Yeah. That's so good. Do you think that's what do you think causes the best sex you've ever had in your life? Yeah, Is it, I'm what? just so attracted to her. Uh-huh. Um and this is, I, I don't know, this is kind of weird, but I feel like um, she's kind of like, she's kind of like, like a challenge to me in some ways because I feel like, uh, I don't know, like, this is, I'm kind of exposing a lot right now, but. Um, you don't have to. Well, it's not about her so much. It's like, I feel like other guys want to fuck her. And I think about that sometimes, and uh -huh. it like turns me on a lot. Hell yeah! Oh, That's yeah? what I'm talking about, John. That's yes, weird. It's the best ever. You you feel that? Nikki's same way? talked about that before. I I, I that's never crossed it. my mind. Really? I love it. I I have gone so far as when we have sex, he'll tell me about girls who want to fuck him wow. at his work or in the past, 
And like, like while we're doing it, he'll be like, and this chick at work like did this, like touched me on my arm the other day and I could tell she wanted it. And I'm just like, like it just makes me crazy. And I'm just like, so I feel honored that I'm getting it. And I'm also like, God, she like that stupid bitch can't have it. Like it just makes me excited in every single way. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it could even like be, and, and this is even like a little different than that, but still in the same kind of realm. Like we went to a party and like, I have a friend who's like maybe one of the most attractive guys in the world. He's extremely, extremely attractive. Yeah. And I know she was like, I am blushing. <laughs> <laughs> and I know she thought he was really, really attractive. Like she was kind of struck by him. And then I was like, in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to like, you know. So we went home and we had sex like three times in a row because of that. But wait. Because because you knew she, she was I know she was attracted else. to like my friend. Oh, yeah. So we could go even the other way with did it. Did you like ask her about it? I while did. You I were was having like, sex? I know. Well, no, no, not Before? while we we're having sex. When we we're at the party, I was like, I know you're like staring at my friend Matt right now, because he's like the best looking guy in the world. It's fine. And you what'd she I mean? say? And she was like, what, what? Like, I'm not trying to make you jealous. Like, she was kind of like, yeah, fine. I you caught me. Yeah. But like, it's not a big deal. Right. You know, uh -huh. she's like, you know, you're the only guy I want to be with. And yeah. that's fine. But it turned me on sort of where I was like, I'm going to now like, you know, like step in and and prove that I'm like the only dude that you should be with. Mm -hmm. You know oh, what I mean? Okay. Yeah. I totally know what you mean. And I think that uh, the, I, I, my, I think my guy has the same kind of response when like we went to go see um, X-Men and like there's a scene where Hugh Jackman like gets up out of bed and his torso just looks um it was just like crazy looking and i and he gave me a lot of shit for it because i was sitting next to him and i gasped like i couldn't <laughs> help it <laughs> he was like so uh, mad uh, he wasn't mad but he was just like could you not gasp like could you maybe like hold that in i was just like i'm uh, sorry it was just funny. like and um and i could tell after that like he <sighs> he it just like it triggered something in him to be like do sit-ups well he he started going to the gym after that like really? he started wow. going he started seeing a trainer and um <laughs> knife gloves uh, yeah exactly. he just like yeah he's he started like he's it's made him more excited that i'm like and we've started talking about like you know other people like my past and it's just like excites him that he's not the only one i'm attracted to with but he has to like prove himself to me he has to like win me yes getting wow. a little bit jealous is actually a good thing if you can kind of embrace it it also can be very like we took it too far a couple weekends ago and literally almost broke up like kind really? of broke up for a couple hours it was the worst weekend of my life, but it was all, it all came from kind of being like, oh, you, you like hearing these things? Well, he, he told me one thing that kind of made me a little bit jealous. And then I shared one thing that was like, well, if you're going to tell me that, I'm going to tell you this. And then he was like, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you saying? Because, you know, it was something that I told him that I had kind of definitely lied about in the past oh. when he asked me about it, because it wasn't time for him to know that. Okay. Um, and he was like, you lied to me about that. And that kind of thing to, for me to know is important. And suddenly the sexy thing that we had of sharing backfired completely. Oh, shit. On July 4th. And like it was, we had a weekend together. We had a place in Venice. And it was supposed to be like us just together before we had this intense week of work. We had nothing to do except just hang out, have sex, eat, and like chill and and it, we were like two strangers living in an apartment. Would he, oh. We were talking to it. It was the worst. It was the worst weekend of my life, for sure. 
And um, and it was all because it was like that we shared too much. There's a there's a, a there has to be a safe word. Yeah, yeah. And because you do, you get jealous and you go, well, I'm gonna okay, I'm gonna make you a little jealous. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm gonna make you, and it it could backfire. It can go too and get far. Get out of control. Yeah, especially when you've lied in the past about things that you're now. And it wasn't like a lie, but I was like, I need to cover this up because if he knows this, or like, you know, I wasn't doing it to like hurt him, obviously. But uh, when I came out with it, he was like, wait, 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 before you said that you hadn't done that or whatever. And I was like, I just wanted you to like me. And, you know. I thought he would think I was like a whore mm. if I divulged some things too early on, you know? And then when you get like intimate and honest, then you start saying, oh, I have done this or I've been with that person. And they're like, well, wait, you said you had it. So like the person you, I thought you were, or you aren't. It was, it was shitty. What do you guys think about like in the beginning of a relationship, maybe not being completely honest? Um, I, I mean, it would guess it would depend about exactly like I get to given the situation, but I think I could understand if someone said something depends what it was, but if someone said something like I was just trying to make a good impression and I really liked you and I got caught up in the thing. Yeah. I would understand. That. I mean, I wouldn't say, Oh yeah. Oh, that's cool. The lie. But I was like, I, I would understand. I mean, I think everyone's been in that position yeah. before. Right. So yeah. I have AIDS. Like it doesn't, <laughs> what does it matter? Yeah. I was just trying to impress mm -hmm. him. Uh, I withhold a lot in the beginning, but but I, I just I don't I, like if they ask me something I'll tell the girl, but yeah. I, I I just don't put the information out I, right away. Yeah, I think there's a difference there, and um, and he seemed to understand what I said when I was like, you know, I I should have told you, I should have been honest, I wasn't, and I'm sorry, I won't do that again. When you ask me something, I'll tell you the truth. But then I kind of thought about it, and I got on my high horse about it, and I was like, no, wait a second, I'm entitled to have secrets. Like I can have stuff that I withhold. Like that's my prerogative. Yeah. And he was like, well, what is that? You have secrets? Like then he took that and was like, I don't know what to believe anymore now. Well, he's was, taking that wrong then. Exactly. And then I was like, no, 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 that's not what I meant. I meant like, I don't need to tell you everything yeah. I've been through. Like you don't, cause you don't care. Who cares? It's not stuff that, and he's like, well, it came, it comes off like you're holding back a lot of stuff. And I was like, I, I'm, and then it, that just made it worse. It was terrible. But now we're better. Oh, but good. is everything cool now? Yeah, it all, it all like, I thought we were gonna break up, and I went back. To, I, I had one more night to stay at his place before I went and shot the show in L.A., and I had my own hotel for that. But we had one more night together, and it had been two nights of us not talking, very tense, going to dinner and just sitting across from each other, not saying anything because we just could. It was, it was excruciating. So. I came, I went to like breakfast by myself and I came back and I was like, hey, um, I think I'm gonna get a hotel tonight. And he was like, okay. And I was like, all right, well, I really hate that this is probably the end of, I was like, this seems like this is over and this is awful. And he was like, I, yeah, I don't see how it, it wouldn't be over. And I was like, Oh my God, oh. really? God. Were you saying these things? Because sometimes I'll like go kind of like, like you're fishing, not fishing, but like, You'll be like, you're I being should over get a dramatic. hotel. Yeah. Just so that they'll be like, no, you shouldn't. And Absolutely, you're like, I was. Okay. And he goes, well, the, the night before I had brought, we were laying in bed next to each other, not speaking. And like, whenever we're in bed together, it is like, we're either having sex or falling asleep or sleeping. Like, we never just are awake next to each other. Yeah. So we're just so awake next to each other, not talking. And I was just trying to get him to like, just talk about it. 
And so I go, hey, I think I'm going to get a hotel tomorrow. And he goes, okay. And he gets out of bed and goes to the couch. And I was like, what are you doing? And he's like, well, if you're if you're getting a hotel tomorrow, then why we clearly don't need to be in. We're not going to be in bed tomorrow night. So why should we be in bed now? And I was like, please come back to bed. And he was like, no, I'm not going. And I was like, I, I was just saying that so that you would talk like I wasn't. And it was terrible. So then the next morning I was like, I thought about it. I want to give you space because we need to figure this out. And then so I was 100 percent positive we were breaking up. And then I don't even know what happened. I kind of just. I think articulated how I it made me feel how he was reacting like he kind of made me feel like I cheated on him I felt like the way he reacted was like I lied to him in a way that was like that I I cheated while we were together which was not the case it was I'm not going to go into details about it but it wasn't it was not even close to that and I was like you made me feel like I said you made me feel like garbage the past two weeks like I felt like gar like I really did and he immediately I think once he saw that and like was like oh shit like I didn't he was just being selfish and so was I and then as soon as he like saw that how it made me feel I think he was like I'm really sorry and then I was like I think you misunderstood what I said about the secret thing and then and then it was better and it was we had the makeup sex was the best sex I've ever had in my life which is all like a lot it's it's like not real sex that's pretty awesome though it but yeah it doesn't feel real like when you, when you're on the brink of breaking up and then suddenly you're back together i felt like i was in a dream like uh -huh. i was just like because i was already there i was like broken up like yeah it just doesn't feel real i was like already planning my life going through a breakup like i was like thinking in the future like how am i going to go through this and then it was suddenly back on and i was like this is this real i'm still recovering from it it was it was a fucking it was like a car crash how do you do stand up when you're like in that kind of a I wasn't those two days. I uh, I wasn't doing spots. If I'm really fucked up, like yeah, after you just a went through up, a fucking breakup. I talk. I just talk about it off. The, like I, I'll open with. Um, I'll have jokes about it. Like I'll try to write jokes about it, so I can just go into it right off yeah. the top. And then sometimes you have a really. Sometimes you have really good sets because the audience is on the same page. You're like, I'm, you know, I'm heartbroken. I'm in pain, and then you have jokes about it, and then they can feel. And then it's great. You can really connect with an audience like that sometimes, That's if they feel if it's sincere. Yeah. You know, but uh, yeah, I would try to mention if you're in a lot of pain just to go yeah. up there and be like, hey, guys. <laughs> I've been really depressed lately. And I think it was a runoff from that because right after we had that awful weekend, I was shooting the show like 12 hours a day and it was like five days of intense work. And then as soon as it wrapped, I like got hit by this cloud of depression, like really, really bad. And I had sets to do. And I was like, I don't. I would go on stage and I just, I had to talk about it. It was even happening last night too. And so now I have like a new bit about depression. I feel like I'm Nick Griffin up there. <laughs> <laughs> like if it, you have to talk about, I think that's the best yeah. thing about standup is like when you're going through something bad, like you get material, you get a lot more material than if you're going through. Okay. But like, what stuff. about like when you're just on set for five days, like you were talking about, oh, are, I, you, are you able to focus it? Are you just able to, are you able to disconnect from that? depression? Well, we had made up right the night before. So I was like, okay, but I was preparing to not be okay. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to, I would have to like disassociate. I think I would just have to like compartmentalize like, cause I really was planning. Like I cannot fuck up the shoot. It's I'm starring in this web series or whatever. Like, I can't be like a sad sack. I, I made a like days prior to it. I made a promise to myself. Like you're not allowed to talk about your breakup. You're not allowed to like 
Don't burden anyone else with this shit. Just put it on hold for the week. Yeah. Are you like looking at your phone every two seconds to see if you're getting a text from him or anything? Yeah, I pretty yeah. much was. I But I called my therapist. Like we did like some conference calls and I also had a couple other friends on the ringer that were like helping me talk about it. But it's, you know, like you, anyone who's gone through a breakup, I think feels this is like, it's makes it feel like love isn't being in love. Isn't the feeling of being in love isn't worth how much pain you go through. Oh yeah. But that's just cause you, you forget know? the way it is. It feels to like fall in love with the person. Cause it's like far behind you then. I know, but it's, cause yeah. it's totally worth it. Oh, I'm sure it is. I mean, I'm sure. I mean, it's, 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 uh, I think it's inevitable and yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it'd almost it's be better it, to go through a breakup first. And then at the end you get, you get the fall in love, like get the, like, it's like a workout, you know, like yeah. you go through the shit and then you're like, feel great. Yeah. But you kind of do. Cause you go through the breakup and you feel like shit. And then you go into the net, you meet the next person down the road. But and the next exactly. person is not guaranteed. But the euphoria mm. from uh, post-workout is guaranteed. Uh, it's guaranteed that you're going to fall. You're going to, f- I think you're going to fall in love again. Yeah. I think that's pretty much guaranteed. Yeah, if you put the effort in, like there's somebody out there for you, like that you're going to really always, like. always, guys. Like when you, I know so many people like in their like 40s and 50s and it's just, it gets, it gets sad. The market gets sad. Really? People struggle. Even with the, the internet I could now? name so many people right now who you guys would be like, oh, yeah, you're right. That <laughs> fucking sucks. Yeah, let's not do that. Yeah. So to get back, just to wrap it up, what we started. So you, you you say it's you think it has no bearing on the relationship if you have sex like the first night you guys hang out? Are you going through something right now? Who are you dating? You brought a no, you brought no, a not, sexy no. lass to a show last night. Uh, no, that you know who you know who. Uh, who was that? That was. Uh, was that? No, oh. <laughs> that was uh, my uh, roommate's. Uh, I have a. I live with an older woman. Is that her granddaughter? It's her friend's granddaughter. She was a sexy lady. Uh, Why don't yeah, you date her? Uh, because she's she's very very young. No, she's not. That girl was like twenty seven. No, she's uh, she's young. She's really? like eighteen. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, don't yeah. date that. No, I'm not. But she was she was cool. Basically, what happened was my roommate uh, she was visiting, and they were they were they she's like a comedy fan or whatever. So uh, yeah, I just brought her. I did a spot oh, at the cellar. Oh, she was and really I did, nice. Yeah, I did a show at Caroline's. But she was so pumped to be at the comedy cellar. It was insane. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's you don't realize what a cool how eighteen year old. Yeah, yeah. No, no. She was really cool and really nice. Yeah, I thought she was way older. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's that. But I, I, <laughs> I wanted to tell you because I was like. I didn't, I, yeah. I was yeah, because like, you're like, not... Nikki probably thinks that. Yeah. And I did think, but yeah. I wasn't like judgmental at all because she was really cute and she didn't seem 18. Yeah, no, no, she was cool. She Girls, was cool. these, that, the milk that these kids drank, the hormones know, in the milk, tell. they're all, they're very old now. But with, with her, it was looking. just funny because she was really like, I kind of, at first I was like, I don't like, I was like, I got to bring someone to a show yeah. and da, da, da. And then I got talking to her and she was really, really cool. And when I first heard that, I knew that she was really young. I was like, oh, this is going to be like, you know, I thought, oh my God, I bring her to the club. What if she wants to drink? Like, yeah, I'd, yeah. like all these responsibilities. But she seemed mature. No, she was just cool. And yeah, and she, and she was pumped to like, you know, meet all the comics and she was excited to meet you and, and That's meet. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. She was, she seemed good. So you should. You should wait to have sex with her. Uh, I will not. I will not be be having. Uh, wait forever. Yeah. I have to go. You gotta go. I do. Oh really? Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's okay. Well, it's been a Can fun episode. Can we move up that yeah. ad? 
Yeah, yeah, we'll put it. Yeah, we'll figure. Ah, it out. we'll all figure we'll it out. It has it. been a fun episode. This yeah. was really enlightening. Yeah, um, I am so thrilled to hear about your like you hearing your dad. I want to meet him. He sounds. Like, <laughs> I know that's not, <laughs> serious, that was cool. dude. Yeah. <sighs> All right. I'm happy you're feeling better, Nikki. That's Thank good. you. Yeah. yeah, I am feeling. Today has been a, a new day. Good. Depression is a motherfucker, Sucks. man. Do you Sucks. have it? I mean, sometimes when I'm low, I'm so low, so low. Right. Yeah. Like, the, I, I. It's interesting to me because I don't feel like um, people get sad and they go, "Yeah, I'm depressed" or whatever. But like, I don't think people know. I I always thought everyone experiences the kind of lows that I felt. Like when people are like, "I'm depressed," I'm like, "Oh shit, yeah." Like. I me too man like I've felt that but like I don't know that everyone feels the way that I feel sometimes and it's fucking hard to live like that I'm sick yeah. of it I'm yeah. trying to figure out a way around it but are most of the, are you happy most of the time or is it like I've discovered that I am a high functioning depressed person so like uh, it's like an alcoholic who like you're like they drink every day, but mm -hmm. like they can still get their work done. Yeah, I'm like Doug Benson who smokes pot every day, mm -hmm. but like I, I'm still funny and I get the job done. Yeah, <laughs> but like he's he's, but I'm oh I think I'm always depressed. But then some days it is like crazy bad. Can you tell what's going to spark it? Like, can something happen the day before and you're like, oh, it's tomorrow's going to suck? It's not. It's uh, it's totally chemical. I think it's oh, like really? Uh, it's really related to my cycle. Uh, with my uh, cycling class that I take on Thursdays <laughs> and um. Yeah, it's like it's it sucks, Have but it tried? comes on like a. I remember Sarah Silverman describing it in her book like a a storm moves in, and it's just like there, and you just don't. There's your whole mind is so like your thoughts. The thoughts I have when I'm depressed are like I look back on them like, are you insane? Like, why were you thinking that? Like, I'll see a dog, and I'm like, I want that dog to like attack me because oh I just God. don't want to be I don't want to have to like I don't want to have to like do anything today and if a dog bit me I'd get to go to the hospital and just like lay up right. that's like a thought I'll have yeah but you I'm not a self-harm I, I do not self-harm and I've made a promise to myself that I'll never commit suicide like yeah. I've had to do that I've had to make that promise oh my, wow I mean, there's like promising yourself like like this. Can I'm you see that stubborn. you're going to get better though when you're depressed? You're like I know I'm going to yeah, just move always, through this. Yeah, it always lifts. That's yeah. the thing. It always does lift. It's like two days when it's like really bad. Does anything help? Like exercise? Or do you take, like people say like fish oil and stuff I, like that. Uh, I, don't, I should look into vitamins, but I like, I, I'm so proactive. I go to therapy twice a week. Yeah. I, does that I help? take walks. Yeah, I think it does help. I think um, it's been proven to help, I think, more than anything. I'm on an antidepressant now. And, uh, and I do, I exercise like five times a week. So I'm like, I do, I function when I'm super depressed. It's rare that I just let myself like sleep all day. And it's, it helps because I work so much now. And how, but wouldn't, must've been a nightmare if you, when you were drinking to be hung over and to like, it's yeah. such a downer to be hung over. I Anyways. almost, you know what? I think that that's interesting because I don't remember having these as much when I was drinking. And I think it maybe is brought on by the fact that like I have to feel things now as opposed to just pushing down all my feelings. So maybe uh -oh. it isn't just all chemical. Maybe it is the fact that like I don't have a vice anymore to uh -huh. like mm -hmm. push yeah. my feelings down. So when feelings bubble up, it just becomes overwhelming. Like yeah. having, I'm going to Montreal this week and like having these like shows coming up, it's so stressful and there's so much pressure and yeah. I'm just trying to like, for, I think that's why I got depressed too. It's like, I, I just, it's too much for me to think about and handle. Like, it feels like there's so much riding on this. And yeah. so I'm trying to like take a power away from Montreal and be like, it's just another gig. Yeah. Like, it's like I'm going to Fort Lauderdale. Uh huh. But it's not. Yeah, they speak French. 
<laughs> but you're, it's, but it's one of those things. Like, I mean, when you first start stand up, there are times when you're totally in the deep end. Like when you're like, uh, you get ten minutes of material, and they're like, yeah, okay, just do half an hour, and then yeah. the headliner's late, and you're just like yeah. in a hell gig doing forty five minutes. But rarely at this point, when you've done so much, are you going to be in a position? You're not going to be in a position where you can't handle it. Right, but it just feels like. And this is like tooting my own horn for a little bit, but like I was just, uh, what's his name? Uh, Joe. I was just with one of the producers in the room and I was just kind of like talking about, I forget what I was saying, but he goes, hey, do you realize you're like one of the top comics right now? And I was like, no. And he was like, well, you are. Yeah. And I was like, and he goes, I don't think you realize it. And the guy next to him was like, she realizes it. And he goes, no, she doesn't. And I was like, no, I don't. Thank you for saying that. Like, I need to hear that because I feel like, you know, I do go through this constant thing of I feel like I tri I've i tricked people to get to where I am. Yeah. Or like I get things because I'm y young and a girl and kind of cute or whatever. But then, so then I'm, and as I get older, I'm like, that's fading. Like, am I funny enough to still be relevant? I just, qu it, it's that whole thing. I think a lot of people feel that way. Oh, that absolutely. You're a fraud. Totally. That's so uh, common. Well, we I've heard I, that everyone, everyone has that feeling, no matter what you do. Yeah, I and I think... Which yeah. is such a relief, because you feel like you're the only one who feels that way. And then when you realize everyone does, you're like, oh, okay, good. Maybe just humble people feel that way. Yeah. You know? I think, I've heard, I don't know, but I think also if you, I mean, you revere stand-up comedy so much, you respect it so much, you can't help but look at someone like, uh, we were talking about Gaffigan before the show, or Ted yeah, Alexandro, or whatever, or, yeah. and you're just like, these guys, you know what I mean? Like, they're so good, or these girls, these women are so yeah. great. Um, Thanks for that. No problem. Um, but, yeah. It's, yeah. So that you can't help but compare yourself, and this is someone and you who's been doing it for 25 years. And you're always, there's anyone in the world, Giselle Bunchen has someone she's comparing herself to where she comes out on bottom. The most I, beautiful woman in the world. John's has, friend Matt always compares himself to me, and it's a real, <laughs> exactly. it's a real problem. And there's always someone that you can be less than or whatever, and so it's, it's just a matter of being, my, my therapist always says, you're ordinary, and that's good enough. And that's a really hard thing for me to, to to accept that being average is good enough. Cause I'm like, I wanna be the best and above yeah. average. And I am. And she's like, No, you're not. You're ordinary and it's good enough. You've said that to me before. I don't, before. I I don't really that. understand. Yeah. I don't fully understand. I think that. it's I think it's a healthy way to think because you you a lot of people are, and that doesn't mean even to say I'm not, say I am above ordinary, but like an ordinary person deserves as much respect as I do. Absolutely true. Yeah. So like you should, that should be enough to be ordinary. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But it's, you're not ordinary though. So thank it's different. you. But yeah. I, I just, uh, and also she said, uh, the, fr about the fraud thing. Cause I think our listeners are probably be like, yeah, I feel that way. And this was really interesting. She goes, when you think that you've tricked people to get where you are, that's insulting to them. You think you're making them, them out to be an, an idiot and they're not, people are smart. They like, you didn't pull one over on them. So like that's a, that's now a good that thing I've to remember it, actually. Yeah. To like people that. aren't that stupid. You're mm -hmm. being insulting to them by thinking that you are a fraud. Yeah. So as soon as I, I and I, I love stuff like that. That's like taking the power, like making you feel bad about how you feel bad about yourself. Like when you're like, when someone goes, you have no bit, it's none of your business what other people think about you. That's a great one too. Cause it's like, oh, I'm a shitty person if I worry about. Other people think yeah. I'm shitty. It should be like a book of all of these. I little, love like, them. You know, like, like a those, coffee table. Yeah, those things help. I have to me. go. I don't. Thank you guys so much for letting me talk about 
my sadness. Yeah, oh, no. I'm feeling good. Oh, good. good. You look Today's great. a good day. Nikki, oh. you look great. Oh, that's all that matters. Okay. All right. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye.